Hello and welcome to a brand new episode of Just Bleed Podcast. Uh, as always, I will be your moderator, TikTok Corey Tickner. Sorry we've been away. Happy to be back. Today we've got uh, Minuteman Tanner Bledsoe. Please believe me, Jake Hernandez. And Jose the Goose Guzman. Um, Mike's still overseas fighting the good fight. Wish him luck. Maybe see him back soon. We don't know. Um, but we've got a great card this week to talk about. Dustin Poirier, Conor McGregor. The trilogy ends this weekend. Um, and so we're going to talk about it. Uh, for that, we've got one prelim fight that we wanted to talk about. Uh, so we're just going to hop right into it. We got Ryan, the Wizard Hall, 36 years old, versus uh, Ilya, the El Matador, uh, Tepurdia. 26 yeah. years old. Uh, Ryan Hall wins a lot of his fights by heel hook. Pretty annoying. Uh, what do you think about it, Jose? Man, I just, I think he's that guy, just like, he's that guy that nobody wants to fight because on that off chance that he just grabs your leg, he's going to get the heel hook. There's just no way he doesn't. Um, so I chose Ryan Hall. He's going to win by some sort of like leg submission, um, potentially a heel hook. Um, but who knows? This guy's supposed to be pretty good at jujitsu. Um, again, all all day, Ryan Hall, he's gonna get it. Ryan Hall, like it. Uh, Miniman, Taron Bloodstone, what are you thinking? So, um, he only Ryan Hall only has three submission wins of his eight wins, um, and two of them were heel hooks. So, another one was rear naked, but um. Hall is eight and one. He's won his last eight. He's undefeated in the UFC. So I was listening to an interview with him this week. That one loss on his record, he said that he trained zero stand-up going into it. He was just trying to show like how dominant jujitsu was and then just got pieced up. Well, it was on the ultimate fighter, if I recall. Th- those don't count on the professional record, the ultimate fighter. Well, I think that's his only loss though. No, it was like in two thousand six. And then he didn't fight again for like six plus or seven plus years after that one fight. He fought one of Matt Sarah's guys. Oh, shit. But Taporia's 24, 10 and 0. Seven of his wins are by submissions. Um, Hall's like uh, strikes landed was like the lowest I've ever, or strikes absorbed was like the lowest I've ever seen anyone. So like he never gets hit. He gets hit like uh, less than half of Tapuria, and no one's ever take, <laughs> tried to take Hall down in the UFC, so we don't know how his takedown defense is. Um, I see it going on the ground, but maybe not. If it doesn't, I think that Tapuria has better hands, he's more fluid on his feet, but if it does go to the ground, I think you'll all right. The heel hook's coming. I don't know. This is a hard one. But I'm going to go, because I feel like all y'all are going to go Hall. I'm going to go to Perea. I like it. <laughs> Jake, you're shaking your head. We're not going Hall? Yeah, I'm trying to stay away from the uh, Hall angle here. Um, at, at the way this is unfolding, it kind of seems like it'll be a chess match. But um, I'd go to Perea just because... I don't know. I don't want to say Hall's a one-trick pony, but like I guess that's what everyone's fearing is the heel hook or submission angle. I don't know. I don't see it because the last three 
fights that he's had. I mean, he's won all three, but two of those are decisions. So um, if they're, you know, going back and forth with this whole, you know, not wanting to go to the ground or even enter, uh, you know, that realm, I'd see a stand-up match going towards Tuporia, but I'll take him. I like it. I like it. Um, I actually, yeah, contrary to what Tanner thinks, I don't think I'm always <laughs> – Oh, uh, so I was way off. <laughs> <laughs> because you want, to your, you want to change your decision now? No, nah, I'm sticking with that. <laughs> well, because Tapuria is like 10 and 0, and like I just see Ryan Hall as kind of uh, a more seasoned Chase Hooper. Like I don't see him as like a fucking <laughs> dominant mixed martial artist, dude. Like, and if he goes out there and wrestles against like a badass wrestler, like a Khabib style, he's not gonna like be able to heel hook anyone. <laughs> And so I just think he could try, but I think he's just going to get hit in the face a lot and beat up a lot in the process. And so that's what I'm thinking the fight's going to be. I think it's going to be him trying to heel hook and just getting the shit kicked out of him for doing so. Uh, anyways, that's my pitch. That's my pitch. We all agree he will try a heel hook at some point in that fight. <laughs> I'm thinking if there's a bet in that, yeah. I'd <laughs> say so the odds are good. Um, but anyways I, we thought that was a fun one I don't know the heel hook strategy has always been kind of uh, uh, controversial in the UFC and in mixed martial arts kind of in general so I don't know I love to see him do that Imanari roll into it though where they just <laughs> out. Uh, I think the only person brave enough in the actual UFC to try that would be Tony Ferguson and I'll see anybody else tried it well, everyone already – there's obviously no move that tops out Tony Ferguson. Apparently, he just <laughs> – Tony will try it all. He'll spit in the middle of the fight for no reason. He eats all submissions by letting his body break. <laughs> um, next fight, main card. Yeah. We've got uh, Sean – Sugar Sean won Malley uh, versus Chris Martino. Uh We obviously – uh, Sean's 26. He's really young. This Chris guy is 28. He spells Chris with a K too. Not mm. um, bad indicator right there. Not a good sign. I'm just telling you that right now. Anyways, uh, Sean, you know, Tanner, give us the stats. So Mochino has zero stats because this is his first. <laughs> That's fight. what I was gonna say. I'm not even sure. Um, I didn't even look up O'Malley's because this fight's so fucking stupid. <laughs> Uh, O'Malley's 13 and one, Motinho's nine and four. He won his last two. He, I can't remember the organization, I should have noted it. Uh, that he fought in, I, I believe it was CES. He wasn't even the champion there. And then the UFC signs him to fight O'Malley. <laughs> O'Malley's what is it, a minus 800 plus, and going into it, and the other guy's a plus 525, so it's kind of ridiculous. It's a little ridiculous. He, Let's I talk mean, about that first. Like, I think the only times that that really happens typically is whenever it's like a champion fighting a a well-established champion fighting like a newcomer, you know? Or if you're, you know... This is like an Amanda Nunes line. Yeah, like, what? What? Anyways, keep going. I mean, O'Malley acts like he's like the best fighter in the world. And he's fought a ranked opponent once, and that was the fight he lost. So until he fights someone that's ranked and wins, he can suck me. 
but I'm picking him to win this fight. With a K. Oh, I like Just it. Just because he's fighting Chris with a K because his parents are inbred. Yeah, makes sense. Uh, Jose the Goose, what do you think? So, I mean, I, I, I completely agree with Tanner. I don't know why uh, Chris with a K would take this fight. Um, I feel like Sean O'Malley is not the type of guy you take as your first fight into the UFC. Um, I don't think he's he's a you know uh, the the best fighter out there. I think he has he definitely has the tools and ability to do it, but he just hasn't fought enough people. Um, I've never really been a huge huge fan of O'Malley, um, but he's definitely gonna kill Chris. I feel bad for him. I'll be honest. I don't know. I don't know why he agreed to this. Like I get it. He could, so if you look at it from this perspective, like if he wins, his name just automatically skyrockets. But the chances of him actually winning, like they're not that. That high, yeah. But how uh, would you be if it happened? Oh, I'd be pretty happy. Like good, yeah, good for him. Like good job. Um, but I mean, who knows? Maybe he has that much confidence, and he really does think he's gonna win, and just skyrockets from here. Um, that would be fun. Jake, yeah. please, please believe me. Uh, uh, going, uh, whatever. We all know <laughs> I'm going with Sean, but I just think. Um, <laughs> I'm not going to say he can lose, but uh, he recently came out and said that he was going to knock this kid out uh, with something no one's ever seen before. So Absolutely. maybe, you know, he needs to dial back a little bit, you know, go out there, get yourself your nice little highlight reel win. But don't obviously don't sleep on these cats that come out here that are actually looking oh. to put you out. Um, cause that could be a, a way. I don't want this motherfucker to win, but <laughs> it's going to happen. I was watching exactly. I'm so I'm just annoyed, dude. Like, give this guy a challenge. He's obviously good, and I think they're running the risk for minus eight hundred favorite. Like, so y'all are positive he's gonna win. And the last dude he knocked out, like, gave like fucking almost a brain injury. Like, with how hard he is hitting this dude, yeah. and like the, now we're getting into the dangerous territory. You know, like it's obvious you have to fight him against someone who's got to protect himself. You know? Yeah, I think there's like. Like the whole star power thing, like I don't know if I truly believe that, but I think some some fighters are just at a different level, and it takes other people to get uh, a while to get up there. So I don't know why he would fight Sean O'Malley. I really do not understand what his coaches were thinking, what Dana was thinking, or you know. Well, I'm sure the manager got him a multi-fight contract. He's not just like one and done in the UFC. So that's yeah. probably the main reason why is because he gets another crack at the UFC after this one. You go in, you get knocked out, and then hopefully, you know, we can rebuild you from there. That's yeah. <laughs> what a game. That's another thing, though. They couldn't find a picture to put on the UFC's, like, you know, roster thing or whatever. I hate We've never seen this guy before. <laughs> yeah, but, like, you know, you can't send some guy to go take a fucking picture. Like, Not even an Instagram. That's an intern job, bro. Easy peasy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's got, like, weird colored hair like Sean, too, so – Oh, Lord. But Sean in the press tell conference. Me, you tell me we're watching two clowns brawl this weekend. <laughs> Sean in the press conference today was like, he was talking shit about someone in his weight class. And then he was like, yeah, he hasn't even fought anyone. And then he was like, wait, but I'm not fighting anyone this fight either. Uh, never mind. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck, man? Stupid. Anyways, that's enough of that. That's enough of that. Sean won Valley. Good for you. Anyways, uh, next fight, we got uh, a lady fight, Irene Aldana, uh, Adana, something like that. She's 33, 
and she's fighting uh, Yana Kunitskaya, mm-hmm. and her nickname is Foxy. Um, she's 31. Irene's last fight was Holly Holmes, 2020, fought her to decision, and then this other girl's coming off two decision wins. So I would say a decision is likely here. Yeah. Um, Jake, please believe me. What do you think? I actually like this card. I'm a Irene, not a card. I'm sorry. Fight. I'm a Irene Aldana fan. Um, she trains out at Lobos MMA with Alexa Grasso. She's a cutie. Where's Sabrina? I'm calling her. <laughs> no, but um, both uh, both her and Alexa, I think. Um, just for women overall in the UFC, they both have really good boxing. And this fight should be really good because Kanitsukaya, she's a Muay Thai girl herself. So um, I don't doubt that it is a decision, but um, Irene does have uh, KO power. She uh, knocked out, I forget what her name was, but we were at that fight and that was pretty scary. Um, so this would be a good fight. I really think it'd be a good fight, but I'm going with Irene. I like it. Her fight with Holly Holmes was actually pretty good. I remember, I think it was split decision. Um, but Jose, the goose, what do you think? Um, I'll be honest. I don't know too much about these people. Um, I know, uh, what's her name? Yana. She's, uh, uh, Valentina's cousin. Um, so I'm hoping that there's some sort of like mixture there in stand up. Um, but I think I'll, Irene will get it. That's all I know. All right. Short and simple. Uh, Tanner, mini man. Yeah, I don't really have too much to the add. Plug. Aldana lands more, but she gets hit over twice as much as Kunitsukaya, and Kunitsukaya has better striking accuracy, but Aldana has 83% takedown defense, and so I do not believe that Kunitsukaya can take her down. This is a tough one, but I... Guess I'll go with Aldana. I'm not sure, but I would probably bet that it's going to decision, not on the overall winner, just on the decision. The decision, yeah, that it makes it to round three. Yeah. Uh, well, I was going to pick Aldana also, just because I felt like she's fought higher talent. Um, and Yana has a loss to Aspenland who I feel like Aldana would beat for some reason. But that's MMA math, so I don't know if that's great logic. <laughs> and so, I don't know, just because y'all picked Aldana, I'm going to go with Knitskaya. This is a close one anyways. Uh, I would have done the same thing as you if you went before me. Yeah, Knitskaya, <laughs> for sure. We're locking her in, Foxy. <laughs> <laughs> Next fight, we got a couple of heavyweight slangers. A couple more that I'm not a huge fan of. Um, we got Ty Tuivasa, Bam Bam. He's on a two-fight KO streak. Fought literally no one in the <laughs> UFC. And then we've got uh, Greg, the Prince of War, Hardy. He's fought a couple people. He's fought Tybura, lost. He fought, friend. he fought Volkov, lost. <laughs> uh, what's that, Jose? You go first. What do you want? I said he fought his girlfriend or something. Can't remember exactly what he did. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah so he's bad. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but but my pick will be Ty. Uh, I think uh, I say this every every time we talk about it. But I think anybody at heavyweight can knock anybody out. Um, 
I don't necessarily consider Greg a real fighter yet. Um, I don't know what I'm going to need to see to consider him a real fighter. Um, but I think Ty is, and I think Ty will slide, slug it out with him and knock him out at some point. That's funny. That's a funny thing to say. You don't think I don't know what it'll take for him to be a, a real fighter because I kind of feel the same way. Like he's in there, and now he's actually Greg has fought. I mean, like I say, he's fought yeah. Tybura and Volkov, and they're both pretty good fucking heavyweights at that weight, you know. So he's he's got the experience over Ty, but I still I couldn't bring myself to pick Greg Hardy. I cl- I chose Ty Tuivasa. I don't even yeah. like Ty Tuivasa. I hate same. Butt, I hate his butt tattoo. <laughs> I don't think he's that good. But I think he's gonna beat Greg Hardy because I think Greg Hardy is just like full on, not not great, not great. I I feel like I see Greg Hardy as that that kid who used to beat people up in like elementary, but would only pick on the kids he knew he could beat in a fight. Uh, and I feel like that's a strategy in MMA. Um, and he got this fight with Ty, who's actually gonna fight him back. And I just I don't think Greg will will, will like that. I like Jose dissecting Greg Hardy's whole life. <laughs> I, I don't like him. I'm not a fan. <laughs> uh, Jake, please. Oh, like, oh, that's a, the the Emma no, hold on. thing. <laughs> Go, Jake. You got it. I'm sorry. Oh, thank, thank you. Um, I'm Team Ty, Tui, Vasa. Um, I just think both. I, I do like I do like um, Ty um, just as a heavyweight, but I think both these cats are like middle mid tier heavyweights, and I don't I don't see I don't want to say Ty I you said you didn't, you didn't know. is the more I don't want to say Ty is like the more well rounded fighter, but I don't think Greg Hardy you know has all the elements. <laughs> so I, I, I just I, whatever this one's tied to boss. I have nothing to stand on other than saying Ty. <laughs> and he's on a two-fight win streak tie so i don't know uh tanner what do you think yeah so i thought going into this that ty would have much better stats than greg hardy but he really doesn't they're almost identical um Mm. but i do think this will be like an exciting fight to watch is it going to be technical and things like that absolutely not but (laughs) i think it'll be like fun like someone's probably going to sleep um, it's just probably probably why they put it on the card, which yeah, is what I was thinking. Entertainment purposes, because it's just a little out of place. I mean, and like Carlos Condit's on the prelims. That's a little fucked up, but but I pick Ty just because Hardy's always guessed after the first round, so I pick Ty. Same Ty. Shit, see what you've done, Hardy. Even we're even. <laughs> unanimous on Tui Vasa and we're still afraid to split off just for the viewers <laughs> to pick you bro <laughs> you're gonna have to you're gonna have to show us something man you and OSP man I don't know what y'all are looking for <laughs> oh anyways next fight I really like this next fight this is uh, the co-main event um that uh, that welterweight weight class fun one it's Gilbert Doninho Burns versus Stephen Wonderboy Thompson. Uh, Gilbert's 34, Stephen's 38. Kind of both in their primes right now. They're both looking pretty good. Stephen hasn't fought since like 2019, so he's got an issue there, I think. Um, Minuteman 10, what do you think about all this? 
Um, so I have Burns at 34, 19, and 4, and then he lost his last two weeks for the title. Thompson, 38, 16, and 4, and won his last two. So Thompson lands more and uh, Burns absorbs more, but I think the biggest factor will be Burns trying to take Thompson down um, because Burns jiu-jitsu, obviously, but Thompson has a 78% takedown defense. Burns has a 35% takedown accuracy. I don't see him being successful at those takedowns. Burns was 0 for 3 against Usman, 2 for 8 against Woodley, and 1 for 3 against Gunnar Nelson. So I just see Wonderboy just piecing him up the whole fight on the feet. Likely a decision victory, but I see Wonderboy walking away. I like it. Uh, Jake, please believe me. Yeah, I agree with the Stephen Thompson victory. Um, I, I, I just think it's going to be tough for Gilbert to to penetrate that little karate stance Stephen Thompson has going on. He can understand distance, and I think he's going to know that he needs to keep Gilbert at bay and just kind of pick his shots and take them, which ultimately I would imagine leads to a decision victory. But it'd be sick to see some hands be thrown. I like it. Uh Jose the Goose, what are we thinking? Yeah, um, I think this one's an interesting one. I picked Stephen Thompson um, for a couple reasons. One, Gilbert's coming off a loss. Um, but two, because Stephen is exa- exactly the type of person I hate fighting, just someone that's long and lanky, stays on the outside. Um, and I'm kind of squatty at, as I am already. Um, and I feel like Gilbert's kind of in the same in the same scenario. And if you're going to try to shoot, take somebody down like Steven, you have to shoot in like super deep. And because he's already fighting from the outside, I just don't see it. And then with all the lengths, I just don't see Gilbert getting the takedown um, as much as he needs to. Um, so I think we're going to see Steven uh, win. Um, kind of hoping that Gilbert sneaks in a knockout, but Steven's most likely going to win. Uh, I think okay. a good point, though, Jose. I just looked it up that Burns fought five months ago and kind of got creamed, and that's yeah. a good turnaround. Yeah. But then, like I'm saying, on the flip side, like Steven hasn't been very active, so. Yeah. I don't know if, what's more beneficial. And then, like, it's confusing because – so Gilbert's beaten, you know, yeah, Gunnar Nelson, Maya, and Woodley. So he's kind of beaten wrestlers. Yeah. Um, and then Steven's beaten, he beats the wrestlers, but he kind of loses the good strikers, you know, not to say Woodley's a good striker, but he caught him once. I mean, and it, I mean, if you're Gilbert Burns, you're kind of similar to Woodley's style, I would say. Mm-hmm. So maybe the strategy is to take the boring ass Woodley approach. I don't know. I'm afraid Woodley, the reason why he started fighting the way he did is because he had to fight Stephen Thompson almost every, you know, UFC part <laughs> because. They were the top two for a minute, you know? Yeah. And the only people that have beaten Steven either knock him out or I think his only decision loss was Darren Till in the UFC. And so oh, I don't know. Pettis. When no, he got that. No, Pettis knocked him out. out. Yeah. So I don't know. I, I didn't expect y'all to pick Steven Thompson. I definitely – y'all probably aren't surprised I'd pick him, but – Yeah, I typed yours in before we started – <laughs> I figured y'all were gonna pick Burns. I mean, I like Burns, but I think it's just a safer bet to go with Thompson. Um, I think that's the smart money. 
a little. Um, that's when, if he does, when cha- think about the, the the changing landscape that's going to happen at that weight class. Um, so uh, Kumaru and Kobe, they'll fight for the belt. Um, I already want to fight Nate Diaz. Who? <laughs> <laughs> Why? No, like Kobe needs to happen next. Like Kobe, they need to just squash it right there. Whoever wins, UFC obviously doesn't care about that. What what needs to happen? Yeah, <laughs> I think Leon deserves it, but I. So yeah. I don't know if Leon – I don't know why he even took that DS fight. That was the stupidest thing I've ever seen. Like, I was – I was just, anyways, if Steven wins, that just adds a whole new striker to that landscape that they, they need, right? So you got Usman and Kobe. They both wrestle. Um, you got you got Leon, who's a, a really good striker. Um, so I think what will happen, Kamaru, Usman, Kamaru and Kobe fight for the belt. Um, Leon and Thompson fight for the, the right to fight for the belt on the next match. I, I think what's going to happen is they're going to fight Nate Diaz versus Kumaru. No. <laughs> no. That's dumb, dude. That's so... That will sell more than no. Usman versus Steven Thompson or Usman versus Colby Covington or Usman versus anyone. But didn't Diaz just lose against Leon? He's lost twice. Oh, yeah. Dennis so how is how's he getting the belt? Like, you're pretty much no chance for doing that. No chance. <laughs> yeah. Dude, there's no way. That doesn't make sense. You're literally saying this belt means nothing anymore. It's just like, what fights do people want to see? Hey, that's At that point, say that. Okay, well, we already – apparently the heavyweight belt doesn't mean anything right now. Apparently Aljo's belt doesn't mean anything right now. So, I mean, we could just – it seems like that's not a crazy trend to have happen in a weight class anymore. They, well, just say that. I feel like they need to say that. We're, hey, we're just going to make all the fights people want to watch. Fucking Jorge got the baddest motherfucker belt. You know, they made a belt for them. Like, yeah. bro, they don't care. They're looking for the pay-per-view events. Oh. Speaking of – We've got uh, the main event on the card, uh, Dustin Poirier, the Diamond Poirier, versus Conor Notorious McGregor. Third fight in a row. A lot of people wanted to fight Poirier. Conor probably doesn't deserve this shot again. Um, But, like I'm saying, this is going to sell a lot of tickets, baby. And so, that's why they did it. Dustin's 32. They're both 32. I thought that was a weird fact. Uh, So, they're like, literally both... Same. I mean, they're same, same. They've both been really good guys. They both lost to Khabib, you know. Uh, Max Holloway now would probably beat them both up, you know. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. That's a controversial subject right there. Um, <laughs> but, Jake, please believe me. What are, you, are, we, are we going? What are we doing? I'm going to say please believe me, but I'm going to lead up to it. Okay. <laughs> I have a dream scenario, and this is my please believe me scenario. Dustin Poirier is going to win, but he has to get out of the freaking first round. Yeah. Don't fall for that stand up and strike with me bullshit, which he knows, you know, he can hang in there. I hope he doesn't get in his own head and think that he can hang in there and take shots because I wouldn't want to do that. Um, I don't doubt that Connor's going to switch it up a little bit. I think you guys seen that last in the second round, the last like, 40 seconds before he gets knocked out, he throws the same three punch combination like three times before getting rotated back around onto the cage. And that didn't make any sense to me at all. So I don't think he took that first fight. I don't want to say sound stupid when I say this, but all that serious. So 
Um, anyways, I think Dustin comes out, survives the first round, drowns him throughout the fight, and I think he gets a submission Ooh. because this cat, Connor, when he gets finished, it's usually by submission. Um, we saw him get knocked out for the first time that last go-around, but I really think Dustin's going to be the uh, the better mixed martial artist here, and I think he's going to get him a submission win over Connor McGregor. Please believe me. Okay. Love it. Preach, baby. I love it. Well, I also had on my notes, yeah, like he's got those two sub losses from just getting pieced up in like the later rounds and he just can't take it anymore. And so he'll he'll start to the wrestle, you know, out of desperation. And I, I agree. I don't think you wrestle with Dustin Poirier. He actually has a sub on fucking Max Holloway for that exact same reason. They fought to, you know, making him tired at the point of Max is shooting in and that's the end, end of the ball game, baby. He actually got like a, it was like a triangle on bar on Max, pretty dirty. Um, anyways, I'm going, I'm going Dustin. Also, I think I think you're spot on with your analysis, Jake. I think you're spot on. Uh, Jose the Goose, what do you think? I think we're we're, we're all going to end up agreeing, but I'm also going for Dustin. Um, I've never been the biggest Conor McGregor fan. Um, I feel like. He's also a schoolyard bully. Uh, I think when somebody starts fighting him back, he doesn't like it. Uh, but I think Dustin's just going to put it on him, just just wear him down. I think Connor hits very, 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 very fucking hard, and Dustin should not, like, fall for it in, in round one, round two, or at least early round two. I think once he gets to the later stages of round two, Dustin's fine. Um, but – but yeah, Dustin for sure. Um, I I could see decision, KO, or even a submission. I could see all those three scenarios happening for him. I like it. Well, that's one thing I haven't really seen mean Connor or nice Connor. I haven't seen Connor as much as I typically do before his fights. You know. Yeah. Um. So I think that's an interesting dynamic on this third go around. Um. Uh, but Tanner, Minute Man, Landlord. What are we looking at? Landlord. He's going to go against us. Just All right. So he Dustin, might. I, I agree with y'all's analysis. So yeah. um, besides Dustin's fight um, against Khabib, he hasn't lost since 2016. <laughs> what the fuck is that? Pretty impressive. So McGregor, he lost his last to Dustin. But here's something that a lot of people don't know. He's one and two at lightweight. So he's got a 33% win rate at lightweight. He beat Eddie Alvarez, who I never really thought was that great, but then lost to Khabib and then his last fight, Dustin. Um, all the other weight fights were either at Welter, like the Diaz fights and the Cerrone fight, or hmm. uh, Feather, 145. Hmm. So I looked at their stats. And so it's either had like his natural weight or cutting a shit ton, whenever yeah. he's like in between. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So I was surprised that their stand-up stats were very similar and Dustin had a very slight advantage in strikes landed and less absorbed. But I think he wins it. I think he's the all-around better fighter. And he has, like, the threats to win. Like, he has the takedowns, he has the leg kicks, and he can take a punch really, really well. I don't know if that's a good thing or not, but he can take a punch. So definitely going for you on this one. I like it. And he's got yeah. the jits, dude. He's got the jits. Yeah. I think as long as Dustin, like, actually. Don't know if Connor has any What'd you say, Corey? I said, we still don't know if Connor has any jits. Yeah. 
I agree. I think he has none jits. Um, but he's got the McGregor Fast program, which is like hilarious because no, it's Irish nope. jits. <laughs> it's old school. It's Gaelic. <laughs> it's Gaelic. Yeah, I, I, I think Dustin, if he, as long as he keeps doing actual MMA, not turning into a boxing fight, he'll 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 win without a doubt. Easy. I hope so. I agree. Should be close. Should be good. I mean. Not bad fights. I guess this isn't for the belt at that weight, though, is it? Can't Supposedly they're fighting. It, whoever wins this is fighting for the belt. Dude, if that's true, Justin Gaethje's just getting shit on on the sidelines. Yeah. I think they should do Conor McGregor versus Justin Gaethje. Gaethje wins. Sign off, All right. Bye, Jake. Fun your day. I think if, if what they should do is have Conor McGregor versus Justin Gaethje. I think Gagey gets that one, or potentially uh, Gagey versus Chandler. I think that would be super interesting. Yeah. yeah. Or Conor McGregor versus Chandler. I think that would be interesting, too. Yeah, yeah it's, pretty, it's pretty messed up for Gagey. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know what the heck they're going to do with him. I mean, what do they do with him? Didn't Dustin already beat him pretty decisively? Yeah, but that was – I feel like that was a while ago. Okay, if it was a while back ago, I think they'll do it again. Let me see. I'm looking it up. Do you, do we think Dustin could beat Oliveira pretty easily? I don't think anyone's getting an easy win at the, with those guys up there. No, no one's getting anything easy. But yeah, I think. I mean, that's the fight people want to see. Is they want to see Oliveira fight these guys? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think the the 155 division is just. Fucking stacked. Yeah, right now it is. I love it. And they're all just blue collar, hard working hard working Americans. Hard working Americans. They all pulled themselves up by their bootstraps. Brazilian yep. Americans. Yep. Yep. With Michael Chandler leading the way. Yes. Yeah. I still think Michael Chandler is a fake piece of shit. I hate that dude. It was his, <laughs> it was his, it was his birthday this weekend, Fourth of July. Same Did day. You, did he put his son in another watermelon uh, fucking floaty? Mm-hmm. Racist piece of shit. Well, I saw what you were doing. He was put it, him in a he put him in a watermelon really? eating contest. Was it really <laughs> what? Really, Michael Chandler's birthday during the Fourth of July? No. Oh, dude, I was about to say how perfect is that? <laughs> no. No. Yeah. He's actually he has, he actually shares a birthday with George Washington. <laughs> Did they put I made that up to you. That's not true either. <laughs> <laughs> they put Benil Daryush ahead of Michael Chandler and Connor on the rankings. Oh, really? Yeah, they got Benil at number three now. Damn. What do you do with Daryush? I don't think he's up there like to fight any of them. Well, he fucking called out Leon Edwards because I guess they're floundering with what to do. Because I don't know. I'm telling you, Kumar, I think, is about to pull the same shit Francis is pulling. I'm thinking that's what he's going to do, dude. He's going to hold out. He's like, I don't want to fight anyone for no money, you know. And if they don't have a draw, even if they're at the next contender, I don't give a fuck. I don't want to fight him, you know. I'm afraid yeah. he's going to pull it. Maybe I mean, he didn't he already do that today now where he didn't sign, up, sign off on a fight because he wasn't getting paid enough? Or was that Masvidal who did that? I think Nagani is the first one to actually follow through with it, yeah. Well, I guess besides John Jones, but John doesn't really give a shit. Well, yeah. pulled up didn't sign up for the Tony fight a long time ago um, because they said the UFC wasn't going to pay him enough. 
So it's been done, I guess, never successfully. Yeah. yeah. So I don't and, know. Uh, I think about it. He can just keep going. He can just keep going. He's like, oh, you don't want to fight? Cool. I'll get somebody else in. Um, but as a fighter, like, you need that money. I think Dustin's trying his own thing at a, like, Buffalo Sauce Company or something. Yeah, the hot sauce. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, they need to – the champions need to communicate together, bro. Or yeah. just, I guess there needs to be, like, a big enough management company to manage them all. Because then – Yeah. The fighters union – well, that it would be, it wouldn't be necessarily a fighters union. It would be, yeah, we just, we just happen to all have the same management team, yeah. you know. And so, what the fuck are they going to do about it? Like, there's nothing. UFC then would have be forced to negotiate with that team, you know. Yeah, but then you can't do that because I don't think you can have monopoly on that either. So I don't know. Dana's fucking played it perfect. <laughs> I think the cards will come crashing down at some point. But not anytime soon. That's Do you think one will be hoping, the next yeah. UFC? Huh? Do you think one will be the next UFC? At the I next, think, MMA, I don't think like, anyone's taking UFC's spot. No, I just mean like either some Dana's gonna have to take a pay cut. So, there's gonna have to be like some sort of change. Not that anyone's gonna take over the UFC or anything, but something's gonna have to change. For I mean, sure. I don't even think Dana needs to take a pay cut. He, he they, the company makes enough money to where they could pay more. Yeah, but I mean, also they're owned by that. I can't remember the name of that company. Sufa. Huh? Are they still owned by Sufa, or did they get sold in? Oh, it's the something Morris. Um, but what is it? Um, it's crap. Something William Morris, I think. But um, they, uh, I feel like they're giving the UFC like budgetary restrictions or something because of like the fights they've been putting on and stuff like that. They they haven't been doing too hot. Yeah. You think? Yeah, maybe you think the reason why they're doing fights every weekend is because they're that's how they're making up their money. Yeah, I'm sure. Well, I'm sure they took a huge hit during COVID, like with not no fans and stuff like that. Right. But something's got to give because this uh, bullshit with like Sean O'Malley and then doing the Cyril Gone, Derek Lewis, all that stuff. It's, it's not attractive. I agree. Well, another interesting dynamic is uh, they recently switched the there's a women's pound for pound and a men's pound for pound now it's no longer a pound the pound for pound anymore ranking that makes a lot of sense to me yeah i I, I just i just think it's very controversial and they kind of did it under uh i don't know i think it's definitely a power move yeah that's uh yeah that's interesting. I don't know how John Jones is still on top when he hasn't fought in so long. I know. Yeah. I mean, I get it. He's was one of the best, but if what has it been like 3 years? Yeah, well, I was going to say that too. The kind of light heavyweight weight class has been really stagnant since yeah. Dan fought Izzy. That's really like the last kind of top 10 fighters who have participated in the last what? Like 5 months. 
I was no, I feel like the light heavy's been doing all right. They had Dominic Reyes, uh, yeah, they, they, they've just been all right. I mean, it's not obviously 155 stack, but it's all right. Well, I'm just saying they haven't fought in a while. That was like directly after Izzy on, and so that was a few weeks ago. Yeah, I don't know, can't remember. Uh, and there's been mm-hmm. no other – I mean, where's Rakic? Where's Glover? Where's Tiago? Where are our light heavyweights? They just don't fight anymore? Yeah, I don't know. Because, I mean, I they'll probably do that Prohaska versus Rakic and then Glover, Jan, and then winners fight winners. Mm-hmm. But I don't know what they do with, like, Dominic Reyes, Tiago Santos, all those guys. That's what I'm saying, too. Like, and so they've got – all the main events booked up until like August, the beginning of August. So they're they're never gonna they're not gonna fight any light heavyweight main events up until after August. Like that doesn't make that's kind of fucked. Yeah. <laughs> Where's light heavyweights? Are they just stagnated? I'm not. They have. I think they have one planned with uh, Jan and Glover, but other than that, I think that's it. I'm not sure. But I don't know. I do like Yuri. Dude, he's good. He's really good. September 25th is uh, Jan Blakowicz versus Glover Tashira. Oh, so that is booked. Yeah. Oh. I got to go walk the box. I got to head out, but. All right. I the pods back. I need to go walk my dog, too. Just bleed. Thanks. So oh, watching. apparently, real quick. Apparently, they got Dillashaw uh, booked fight on the twenty fourth of July. Yeah, again. I wonder how much steroids he'll take. I'm excited for that. I wonder how many times they're going to test him going into that. Every fucking day. All right. We'll we'll talk about that one for sure. All right. All right. Oh shit. Peace and love. Bye, guys.